Hello and welcome to Tales from the Hook Season 2. I'm your host, Katie Kelleher, otherwise known as Katie Cranes. I'm guessing you've listened the whole way through Season 1 and you are back for some more. If you are, that's great. If you're not, you can expect many more stories in construction, many more people who work in the industry, their stories, what they do, how they got into it and what they're up to now. So hopefully it will be an exciting ride. So hold on, strap in and enjoy it. This podcast has been very kindly sponsored by our friends over at Libra. If you want to find out more about Libra's products or brilliant innovations, please click the link at the bottom. So on today's Tales from the Hook, we have the legend that is Peter Haddock, a journalist, a vlogger, a podcaster, a live show event host, a content creator, a guy of many, many specialisms, and the owner of his new website, contentforindustry.com. Welcome, Peter. Hello, Katie. I'm Peter Haddock, and welcome to your show. (laughs) How's it feel to be on the other side of it? I just can't uh, fathom it, really. You know, when you asked me to come on, I was like, yeah, that's going to be great. But it's like, hold on, normally I interview people, as I did with you a few weeks ago. So I'm I'm kind of nervous uh, when it comes to it a little bit, to be honest, because I'm on the other side, not in control. <laughs> I, hope it's, I hope it's not me that makes you nervous. Definitely not you, no. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I've always noticed you get a bit tense when I'm around. Oh, yeah, well, that's it. You never know what questions you're going to get asked by you, Katie. Do you know what I mean? That's why it's going to be fun. No, I, 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 keep it, I keep it very nice, to be honest. So, Peter, I mean, you do many, many things. You wear many hats. You wear many titles. You're involved with many, many people within the con- construction industry. I mean, we're talking about big names, your kind of JCBs, your Caterpillars. I mean, everyone. You deal with absolutely everyone from the smaller construction, plant hire firms to the biggest manufacturers globally. You travel all over the world. It's amazing, everything that you do. But what I want to deep delve into is, so you've been in construction, is it 17 years Yes, probably you're coming up to 18 years in the plant sector before, and then I was doing stuff in like engineering and stuff. Um, So I came into the plant sector when the agency, the PR agency I uh, worked for, won the Finning Caterpillar account um, many, many moons ago. And uh, that started my journey into this wonderful sector, which I always just kind of didn't understand what it was all about. You know, and and I think it's a secret for most people until you discover this huge (laughs) thing with big diggers and everything else. And you go, oh, why have I not been working in this before? You know. So you you started off in PR. Was it always construction PR or were you doing something completely different before that? I mean, to be honest with you, I was supposed to be an engineer. I took an engineering degree at um, Liverpool University. My dad was an electrical engineer and he said, whatever you do, son, don't become an engineer. So classic. I went and did an engineering degree. Um, And then the only way I got into PR was because I was ill. I got glandular fever uh, for my final semester of my final year. And um, I was basically... Had done a publicity job for the university, handing out flyers and running a team of 35 
people, which got me into every club in Liverpool for free. Uh, happy days. Uh, and also was sort of president of the Drama Society the year before, which was even more fun. Um, and so people said, oh, you're good at PR. So I had six months where I had to find a, a, something to do and earn some money before I could go back and resit um, that final semester. And so I went to local PR companies and said, people have said, I'm good at PR, can I have a go? And and worked for free for three months. <laughs> and then I said, oh, look, I, I need to get some money. And so I did six months. Um, and then I was working in a bar at the same time, went back to university, finished my degree and and people said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I like this PR malarkey. So, you know, I had experience. And um, basically the the company that I worked for, a little company in Litchfield, they didn't uh, want to take anyone on. And they said, here's a recruitment consultant. And she got me my first job. And that was all in sort of engineering-y type stuff, electricity, MEB, um, that was sort of changing as the whole market opened up. So I just did loads of techie stuff because I've got that kind of brain and I like to find out how stuff works and then that just took me uh, to where I am today really but you know that that whole finning experience I worked with finning team for 13 and a half years and then interserve construction wow. um I did a load of work with them as a tier one contractor for about six years before that business changed and then yeah, lo and behold, I had to start my own business, and we'll probably come on to that later. Um, uh, and I've been going now since um, July 2019, which is fun. That's amazing. I mean, I had no idea that you had a degree in engineering. Yeah. I mean, I've met you numerous times, <laughs> and I had absolutely no idea that that's how you got into it. It's just really, you know, I, I, I know. I'm astonished that you didn't stick with it as well. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people said you'd have earned a lot more money if you'd have stuck with that, Peter. But, you know, I, I just think it's where it sort of brought me into the things where, you know, I could find out more and I could have sort of longevity with with clients and with industries and stuff like that. And just like you, I'm a real people person. I just love talking to people and sponge uh, into to the brain all the information that everybody can give you you know every day's a school day isn't it really it is and uh, yeah that is and i i do love talking to people as well as you as you well know i'm and then the other side i can be a complete introvert and totally ignorant but um i guess we all have multiple sides but i haven't got an engineering degree behind me and i just think i think what's really fascinating is what leads us to these routes and and with anyone i talk to and it always seems to be like there's very few people that kind of have this plan and they go there and they do it and they complete it and it's brilliant. They kind of deviate. Everyone deviates and you deviated into PR just mm. because it was something that came a bit naturally to you. And then you've made a whole career out of PR after doing an engineering degree, which just kind of shows, you know, all these students getting their A-level results, their GCSEs and all this that, you know, it doesn't always go the way you plan, but it's not always a bad thing. No, and I think, you know, I I found the job I absolutely love, which is the one I do now, after 45 years of being alive. So it's like the pathway from engineering to here was just like, you know, never in a million years could you push that button, that sliding doors moments that you come along to in different parts of your, your life. And it's like, but... For me, it's just always about just give something a go, you know, and and if, if you give it a go 
and you don't like it, move on. But if you give it a go and you do like it, put your heart and soul into it because, you know, when I had to start my business, you know, it was relationships that helped me through it, you know, and and then a pandemic comes along and it's relationships that kept me going and, and allowed me to grow and do things differently that I do now. And, and that's why we're here because, you know, we spend some time talking to each other, supporting each other and, you know, like the same sort of topics and and stuff and like having a bit of a laugh and some fun as well along the line, you know, because it's, it's hard work to do a job of any type. So if you can have a giggle now and again, that's brilliant. <laughs> I agree. And I think I always say that networking is so important. And you, mm. I mean, stepping out on your own to start your own business must have felt like a huge move because you work for these large companies you said you work for finning and cat and you know you were doing all these things in-house but to step away from that and go do you know what i've got this on my own what pushed you to that moment well it's a really interesting story i was working for an agency that had the contract to do the pr and stuff and katie it's not really a very positive story i'm afraid but I want to tell it, um, nevertheless, um, I got to the stage where I was working for the previous company where I spent two and a half years on antidepressants. And I had a really severe panic attacks and went through a lot of counselling, um, talked to my family, my friends. I'm a typical bloke that's born in the sort of Thatcher area. You must be that strong man that just provides for your family and things like that. And, uh, you know, I coped through medication and and through the support of my family, my wife, Joe, and the two boys, Tommy and Lucas. And, you know, went through this whole thing of over two and a half years in denial that I was struggling um, until we finally got to the end of the counselling. And the woman said, look, you've done really, really well. You've gone all the way through these points of opening up to people and doing what I'm doing right now. And, you know, sitting there crying, doing all the other stuff that you that you find, you know, because you just don't know how to cope, you know, not sleeping, all the rest of it. And she said, it's your job. And I was like, no, no, it can't be the job. The job is the one thing that I need to do to bring in money and do this. I can't, no, it just can't be the job. And it was because uh, the lack of support I was getting as a as a, as a man, actually, in, in, in a discriminatory way in um, the, the business I was working for. And so that came to the point where, when you have the realization that it is actually your job and you love doing the work for your clients but not getting the support for the business you're working for you know it came to the head and was like look i've got to i've just got to stop this for my own well-being and 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 my kids and everybody else um i'm not the person that i'm i should be and so i did um had a bit of a sort of explosive moment and then uh, didn't go back and um then sort of came out of that and uh you know, had a period of time where I was just trying to get my head around life. Uh, I knew I couldn't work for anybody else again. I'm a bit of a maverick, as you well know. And uh, I thought the only the only chance I've got is to um, sell my own business. So I, I remortgaged my house and said, uh, I'm going to give wow. myself a year. And if I fail, then, you know, I've got to get another job and, and pay this debt off. But I didn't want to have debt burden stress on my head uh, to start a business and uh, so july 2000 and uh, well it was actually plant works in june uh, 2019 where we had the the anniversary um uh, obviously a few months ago um and that's when i launched content for industry 
com, which was a big moment for me, quite emotional again, but in a positive way. Um, and then basically, you know, I went to the show um, and I met with Neil Williams of Leica Geosystems, who I used to do the PR for uh, SciTech Trimble. And so I think I was a pain in his backside, really, for the stuff I used to do. <laughs> And he very kindly said, look, Peter, if you're free, let's have a chat. And and I've been working with the, the team and, and the Hexagon brand now for, for over four years since that moment. And I'll be forever grateful to it, uh, to him. Um, and, you know, Alex Andrews, similarly with Finning, supported me um, as I went through the sort of transition and the Caterpillar team with uh, the comms person, Francine Shaw there. And, 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 you know, I got to, it was funny. It's a funny story because I was like, I, I went to, I went to plant works and you know it was peeing it down with rain it was yeah. horrendous and i'm there <laughs> i'm thinking what am i doing because i'm just going there to meet up with people i'm <laughs> trying to get some work what am i going to do and I, uh, I got into the press office and uh graham black from earth movers who i a correspondent for now um i said graham i don't know what to do you know i've got to i've got to find work oh. he said don't worry don't panic he said first of all would you like to be a correspondent for Earth Movers? And I was like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, no, you know, we, you, <laughs> you know the industry, you know what you're doing. You've been, you know, I've, I've been inviting him and, and the other correspondents, Nick Drew and Paul Largent, I know has been on one of your podcasts, David Wiley, et cetera, to, um, to, to do stories for Earth Movers for years. And it's always the, the, the golden uh, moment when you've got a big piece in Earth Movers. I mean, there's one year we got so much for Cat finning in earth movers that they produced an edition full of cat finning stuff as a special edition <laughs> and i was like blown away it's crazy so yeah so that was a moment i was like wow okay that's great and i and i went round and, and all my mates were there for journalists and they all did a little testimonial video for me and i brought my camera and a, a little nice. wide mic i think it was an iphone 6 8 whatever and then i thought yeah. I, I don't like, let's go and do something. Because I was at shows, I'd always be on the stand, pulling yeah. people in doing things. And I was like, let's go and do something. So I walked around in the rain with an umbrella and an iPhone and a little tripod, <laughs> interviewing random people on the sites like Bobcat and Liger and other 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 stands. Oh, and wow. um, then put it out and taught myself how to sort of edit and stuff. And I'd done things like that with Nick Drew before. And, and we did, I can remember we did this video, uh, got up at six in the morning and there was a cat 20 tonner and we videoed it on, a, on a, an iPhone, edited it on the iPhone and put it up on the uh, Facebook at the time, which is the bigger channel. Um, and there were Caterpillar people at the back of the auditorium watching me and Nick's, well, well watching Nick's video that I'd recorded whilst they, the other journalists were getting presented the new product. And so, and it went boom, you oh. know? And uh, <laughs> so, so I was like, look, I've got to do something. And so I did that. And obviously I put myself in front of the camera as always used to be behind yeah. helping people tell their story. And, and, and they started to go well, you know, and get hits. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this is a bit mad. <laughs> and uh, it's working. And then, yeah. thanks to Alex Andrews, I got uh, and and, um, and and Lyca, I got to go to Con Expo in um, twenty nice. March twenty, and that was when we got we had the flight back on the Sunday, and that was when COVID came. So we Whoa. got to this Con Expo. My goodness, never worked so hard in my life, and, yeah. and did all these videos and everything like that. 
and uh, me, Mark Anthony and Freddie, his son and, and Nick were sat in Vegas airport after we'd all done our individual things. And uh, we were like, oh, we're going back to lockdown. Thank God. We got on the flight, which was the biggest oh thing because people got stuck. Yeah. And and when I came back, it was a whole new world. And, and um, you know, that was when yeah. I, I, I started panicking for a second time. But uh, just that got on. That must have been hard, and, Peter. You know, Katie. That must have been. I mean, being... you're nothing. I mean, I, I'm listening to this, and your resilience shines through massively. And how you're smiling through it all must be because you've come out the other side of it. Well, but you remortgaged your house, so I mean that mm. that's massive. You believe, yeah. but you must have really believed in yourself. So, which is one thing, I suppose, and that's a good driver. But that's massive. That's a big step, especially with, um, you know, a wife and kids and a, yeah, a family. Yeah. Like you said, you know, it's it's all about supporting them and, and working towards that. You remortgage your house to to start your own dream, which you did brilliantly. And then COVID hit in the in the start of all this, in the midst of all this. And then you went, OK, what have I got to do now? I mean, I would have had an, an absolute breakdown i would have been on the floor in a ball curled up in a hole you'd have had to dig me out i don't think i'd have got through it Peter. but you did get through it yeah i think i just i have i didn't want to uh surrender um and i was really fortunate enough to have some great clients i was working with Leica then but i was also working with richie brothers then who were who stuck stuck with me throughout that period and you know I did yeah. a lot of content with them online and then you know some of the other brands I was working with they brought me in to, to host some things and the biggest thing that I sort of mentioned there was Nick Mark and Freddie that came back yeah. from Vegas we all sat there panicking to get on this flight and we said we turned around and said what have we been doing we've just been doing our, our the same thing all of us have done the same thing at Vegas it, and when we could have been working together and that's when we sort of formed a the, the sort of construction collective and stuff, which kind of we all worked together. And Mark started his live shows with remarkable amount of work that he's done, you know, in oh in the God. time, every yep. working, virtually every, I think he did 200 plus straight, like Monday to fr uh, Friday and even the Saturday socials. And so we worked together and, and, and um, you know, helped each other really. And Mark was the one that turned around and said, well, you want to do some podcasting? And I was like, what? podcasting i was like what was that then so he's only talking so and he's like he's done a journalist for 30 plus years and you know he's, he's exceptional at what he does so i thought i'll just give it a go so i decided instead of being there hi i'm peter haddock that you hear when i come on to my channels <laughs> so, i decided to be peter haddock radio for voice and so you I have a good voice for radio yeah, I talked to everybody in the Radio 4 voice. And again, to come back to Neil Williams, I said, Neil, what do you think about the first podcast? I was dead excited, you know. And uh, he said, well, the content was good, Peter, but I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean bored? He said, just, you're putting me to sleep with your voice. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh what? no! I expect the Peter Haddock they've seen on the other videos. Yeah, and I'm like, why are you doing it like that? I said because why? Well, nobody told me what to do. You know, so fortunately that was at the start <laughs> of the first few episodes. 
Good. And then I'd started doing all of that and I got in touch with people via LinkedIn and started then building the audience. Like I just it was 10 hours a day sort of building the audience yeah. and whatever else. And uh, I think that was just a really, yeah, it's a really important period because, you know, you're just fighting for everything and making all these connections all over the globe, you know, because everybody yeah. else in the same position and, and Ooh, uh, yeah, I got to there, talk Peter. to some Hold fantastic people, bit, CEOs. It's got a bit breaky there. Okay, do you it went want a little bit breaky there. Connection? I think I think we lost the the internet a little bit. I've got the recording Sorry. this end anyway. I'll send you the recording. Oh, that's fair enough. We, yeah, that's fine, mate. We'll carry on then. Sorry. Me to click? I'm going to click onto the other um, to the other Wi-Fi then. Yeah, you can do if you like, if you prefer. Can you hear me now, Katie? Yeah, I got you, mate. I got you. You got you, mate. Right, okay, yeah, I think it might be my Wi-Fi connection. There's two connections. One of them sometimes runs it ju out. It just lost you a little bit. It just, um, it was I'll getting a bit I'll send you the recording breaking. anyway. It's at 30, 30 minutes. No, or that's fine, mate. Uh, I feel. Yeah. I always feel bad cutting people off mid-flow, though. You no, know? Like, just do it. No, do it. Do like, it. hold up, you're not working. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, and then so... You know, do you want to, uh, I mean, um, so I'll just finish that a bit. So, so you know, then we, we got out of the pandemic and I, I got a big um, ruler and uh, bought some uh, some radio mics because you had to stand two metres away from each other, didn't you? Yes. Oh, Lord. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this that ruler thing. interesting. I, yeah. I used to pull out this <laughs> ruler thing and go, you stand there and I'll stand here. But then I realised you couldn't get the audio because you're too far away. Oh, I mean, it was such a weird... When you think back to it now, it was just a weird time, wasn't it? It was like... It was, yeah. It yeah, seems very yeah. surreal, that whole thing. But I think but, it's... Yeah. I mean, from where you've gone through it, Peter, that kind of... I, I, I was going to say hardship. I don't know if it's hard. I guess it is a hardship. You know, it's been a challenge for you, definitely. I know you smile a lot and you laugh it off. And even when you're talking about the most serious things that happened to you and what happened to you in your workplace... You're still jovial about it, and I know that 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 wasn't that wasn't a good time, and that that was awful, and that that pretty much broke you at that point, yeah. which in, enabled you to take out a mortgage and do these things. But your wife, through this, let's just give your wife credit for absolutely <laughs> believing in you and pushing you forward because it's a big thing, isn't it? You you turn around to her one day and you go, oh, "Sorry, love, I'm going to uh, remortgage the house. I've I've got a dream. I believe it can work." <laughs> and she goes, "No problem. You crack on." I think you know Joe, uh, who's my wife. She's just remarkable. You know, she's one of those people. She's she's a hairdresser, so she's like really, really good with people, you know, um, and yeah. really lively and and things like that. But you know, we've been together for a long time now, and and well, just had the twenty first wedding anniversary, and you know, she's always been my backbone because you know when you've got somebody that they're to the right going, just do it. Go on, just do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, that's cool. You just, you don't, you know, you're not held back by that. And then, you know, uh, so the amount of support you get from your family is really in, interesting because when I first got into the deep, deep uh, sort of depression piece, obviously it was them that were suffering, you know? And when I, and I mean, to this day, you know, when I talk about 
um, the times that I had, she will get really upset because she's reliving what she's had to go through. And, you know, a lot of other people would break and, and the relationships would disintegrate. And I think that's the big message that I've got to anybody out there. Please, if you if you are suffering, try and talk to someone, even if that's someone that's yeah. outside of your environment. If you don't think you can show weakness, you can. It's OK. We're all human. Uh, and in Ju January this year, I think it was the toughest sort of few days that I've had for a long, long time. I did the um, mental health first aid um, course with the Lighthouse Club. So yeah. that was that was that brought everything back. And the other people that were on that course had also suffered. And, you know, that's why I like to talk about it. And, yeah, I, like you say, I'll laugh yeah. it off because I've gone through that journey and, and it is tough to actually talk about it. And, you know, this is the first time in a public sense the, of where this is going that I've, that I've even sort of, you know, come out, as it were, and said, look, I'm one of these these people. But, you know, when I... When I get on one-to-one -one with people, I just did it literally a few days ago. Um, and if they broach any of the subject or I might talk about the subject, we sit down and we talk for like 10, 15 minutes. And nice. everybody has their own problems, you know. I, I agree. And thank, thank you for talking about it. I think, I think it's really important. And we know we know what the construction industry is rife with and we know there are massive massive mental health problems and there's a lot of things that go overlooked there's a lot of things that happen and there's a lot of things that don't get asked and it, we know it's a bit of a mess so i really really appreciate you talking so openly about these things you've been through and i, I think you're right everyone has their own things regardless of what it was but I think the fact that you've come on air and you've just spoken about and spoken about the hardships you've been through, spoken about the the great things that have happened off the back of it, I think it's really commendable, Peter. Honestly, it's really it's really touching. If I'm going to be honest, but I don't want to go all soppy on you, but thank you. No, well, Katie, it's, you know, it's a big thing. I know it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, look, you've given me the opportunity to do that because. You know the audience won't know but we have talked about this you know and you we have talked about my mental health struggle and everything like that and you know you were very good to me at that time by listening and also you know sharing as well and i think that's the whole point it you know it's a conversation and i love the i love that phrase when they bring it out you all right mate and it's like yeah and then you know the, the one it yep. says oh are you all right mate you know this they ask twice because when you do ask twice and it's like, okay, <laughs> no, all right, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> no, I'm not, sort of thing. But, um, yeah. And I think it's just really important when you when you look at, you know, I, I, come, coming and telling people on, on your podcast like this, uh, you know, I, I kind of like, like it to sort of go, well, God, if that guy, you know, he just comes out and goes, hi, I'm Peter Haddock, and look at this, and, blah, 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 and I'm super lively, and <laughs> always smiling, like we have been generally through this. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like, well, you know, it's okay. Yeah, you because know, you just don't expect it, you know. And I've talked to some big leaders in the industry who have opened up to me, in, in, and and you just go, whoa, you know. So it's it's all, it is an all, all important thing to do. And I think, you know, this is why, I love the modern day way of communicating because you can have 
you know, long form conversations on podcasts. You can do little clips of look how cool this digger, this crane is, this stuff is. You know, you can expose everybody to all the different things and parts of our industry that you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't get the chance to do it, it, it any other way, you know, than the sort of this environment. But equally, I love picking up a, a an edition of Earth Movers magazine and there's nothing better than seeing your cool pictures um, and the article that Graham has made sound a lot better than the version he originally got from me. <laughs> and uh, and it's like, and so, it, you know, it, it, it's quite, quite amusing, really, when you look at it and you go, and then you see people like, you know, my friends, Dale Hawkins and, um, and well, you know, my friends at, at sort of, yeah, yeah, it's all, let's just cut there. And when you see uh, my friends like Dale Hawkins and Chris McGuinness at uh, Awesome Earth Movers turning their channels into magazines and stuff, it's just, it is awesome and it's a place to be. And we we make stuff, Katie, you know? We don't just yeah. juggle money around or anything like that. We make stuff happen in this industry. And that's just cool. I think you make construction cool, Peter. I think your videos and the content you produce makes construction cool i think people log on look at that that might not ever come into contact with this tech with things that are going on i mean you do a lot of new tech at the moment which is fascinating and i think they look at that and they go wow what a progressive industry mm. yeah and then when you hear from like operators i just put a video out recently it's operator called pete 40 years in the seat and he turned around to the business he work, uh, works for and said, you need machine control um, in your business. And they've done that. And then he's mentored this other lad, Josh, that, that has come through. And, and you know, he's 40 years in the seat. You know, people don't expect that. So, you know, when you look at the technology and, and when you've got doctors and people like that, I love telling Pete's story because he, does, does Pete look like me? Am I a 40 year in the seat or 30 year in the seat person that is nervous or, you know, doesn't want to change things? Yeah, Pete looks like me. Am I like my, my son, Lucas, you know, 15, don't know what industry I need to I want to go into. But, oh, diggers, they look pretty cool because this is this lad going, <laughs> look at this. It's pretty cool. You know, the, the whole thing about this sort of content world is, I, can I find something that's relatable to the grey haired, uh, middle aged bloke like me? And great if I can, and and that's why I think the whole explosion of all the influencers and you know that we've got and the you know ones that that you know and you know, obviously you're the top voice uh, in in LinkedIn, so oh. that is something I will aspire to be like um, as well, Katie. That is on my <laughs> that's my bucket list moment. If I ever reach so the list, is it? Oh, right. Yeah, then I will be super proud, and uh, I'll, I'll at that point I'll make my own sticker. <laughs> I'll give you some of mine in the meantime don't worry I think one thing about you, you threw me off there look I'm like that now <laughs> one thing about you and what you do Peter and I know you know it's a business it's uh, yeah, yeah. to make money it's to keep you going but one thing that I find really integral and fundamental and you may tell me I'm completely wrong and I've read into this and it's a complete lie and but it's the way you want to inspire. You want to inspire the next generation. You want to inspire people from all over the world. You want to inspire all these young people. You want to inspire old people. You want to inspire 
everyone into the industry. You genuinely believe that the industry is great. You sell it like it's great. I know you're very positive and, you know, me and you, we don't, we don't, we, we know there are negatives and there are things that go wrong. And, but we can only do this by inspiring the next generation to make it better. And I know you, I think you believe in this. And I think this is, although it's still a business, I think you're still trying to change the world a little bit. You know what? I just think, I just so love the industry. I really love this industry. You know, like you, you don't work in an industry for 18 plus years because you don't like it and you're just fallen into it. You know, it's really in the particular, the plant and the equipment space, there's always been this massive trench between the, that community and the main construction community. And I think with technology and everything else, that is that is becoming smaller and smaller. So the fact that digitalization and we can see the whole site and how we're mapping everything out, that's why technology is exciting. It brings people together. Again, come back to Pete and Josh, they're talking to their engineer now more. Well, they never used to talk to an engineer. It'd just be the one that's messed yeah. up the site and put the pegs in the wrong place. And blah, blah, blah. But they're talk. Everybody's talking and 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 doing stuff together. And I'm a big advocate of technology innovation and and change. Now, you know, we're competing in this industry with manufacturing, right? Go and work for you know a car manufacturer. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to make the same engine over and over and over again. No, well, no, you know, don't do that. Come into a, our industry where, you know, you're creating new structures, new things over and over and over again that mean that we can talk to each other, we can buy stuff, we can grow stuff, we can do everything. Nothing happens without construction. Nothing happens without a, a hole being dug, you know, until something comes along. And we are suffering because we cannot get the best of the best. And in order for us to meet our goals, our net zero targets, our inclusion, our diversity, our, you know, our commercial goals, as in making money, you know, um, so that we can invest in stuff, then, you know, we've got to get the best in. And we've just got to fight against all these other industries, you know, because kids don't think we're cool enough. Well, we are cool enough. You know, you're going to sit in a machine that's like half a million quid on joysticks, changing changing the whole landscape, you know, and then you'll drive past it. And I know you love this as well, because you drive past it and say, oh, I had a crane on that site when it was being built. Yeah. And I helped build that and I helped do that and all the rest of it. And you, you've got to do something. You've got to just scream and say, look, come on, you know. And Lucas, my son, uh, you know, he's got right into it. He's did his first interview when he was 11. Um, and, you know, he's just um, finished an interview. He's going to be a part of a really big campaign for future um, young people to come into the industry. But Aww. it's it's like the kids just suck it in, you know, and he's, he's better than me at uh, interviewing people. And And, like, give them a chance to do something. And I know health and safety wise, we've, we've got issues in the, the, the this industry now where you, you used to sit on your, your in your dad's seat on a Saturday with your dad at the age of six and you know drive the digger and people used to learn like that. But we've got <laughs> things like simulators. We've got, you know, things like remote control stations from CAT coming through where you can learn and in an, an environment and be safe. And, you know, I know you, you, you had a brilliant crane simulator um, visit recently. That was great, wasn't it? 
that I mean that that's I, I agree with you on this and the best thing about that Peter is, is it's not a simulator it's an actual crane so all Ooh. they've done is they've taken I won't go into it too much but they've taken the cab <laughs> out of the tower crane and putting it put it on the floor and it's you're actually moving the crane outside it's fantastic it's a real great bit of tech and I think I think you're right and I love you you touched on your son Lucas I love Lucas's interviews I think they're really important as well and I love that you're taking him on this journey with you and he, he's enjoying doing it and he's doing a cracking job here I couldn't do something like that when I was ESH so it's I'm gonna clap for Lucas that's a clap everyone I'm not I'm like passing wind or anything um but it's amazing it's it's absolutely fantastic what you do and i i i knew bringing i knew it's integral to you to bring on the whole next generation to bring on the next generation of content creators to bring on the next generation of engineers construction workers and i think that's what makes you really important to the industry peter because it's not for you it's not just about you and for you it's yes it's about making money but it's bigger than that it's a whole industry and i think I know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking you up a bit here, but I think you deserve it. So I want to say thank you for everything that you do for industry. Thank you for everything you get involved in and for everything you continue to do and keep pushing. It's really important. Thanks, Katie. And I think, you know, what I would say is there's a lot of really good people out there that are, are trying to make a difference, you know, um, and, and one of the people I'd like to mention, Louise Carney, is, you know, a really brilliant communicator in this sector. You know, she's helped me immensely and we work together as well. And, you know, you in your new role with the CPA, I think that was a masterstroke. I phoned up one of the, the people in the CPA and said, thank goodness you're doing something like that because... You know, we have to change these organizations as well and bring in new, fresh people that understand the industry. And, you know, I was blown away when that announcement came out and, and said you were joining. And I was like, that is just modern thinking. Bring the right people into the role with with your audience that you've built as well so that you've got a ready-made opportunity to make that organization more visible. You know, and that's why people work with people like me and you. And that's why people form relationships with with people like Louise. And, you know, Graham Black is an absolutely brilliant advocate of the industry. Nick is, you know, Mark and Freddie. There's lots and lots of people out there. And I think, yeah, you know, people say, oh, well, you, 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 you're competing with someone. It's like we're, li we're living in a world of billions and billions of people. You know, yeah. some people are going to absolutely hate me and hate what I do. And fantastic. <laughs> Go and find somebody else that you like because there will be somebody else outside you. Other people are going to like what I do and other people are going to, you know, hopefully realise that there is a new way of showing people what's going on. And, you know, that's why... I put together content for industry because Louise in particular, Louise Carney said, Peter, I'm finding a lot of difficulty finding all your older stuff because it's quite <laughs> linear. You just post, post, post. Yeah. And yep. I said, yeah, it's about time we put it all in a place where you can find it. And so you can find all that thing. And for me, the critical thing with that was four pillars that I believe in people and skills, um, efficiency and productivity as such safety, which is paramount. And then the environment, you know, where 
you're looking at things like electrics you're looking at or how we we do and change yeah. things and i think those are just the fundamentals um but equally it's like there's two things i do katie i hope i entertain and i educate and that's if and if i could just do those two things that's all i want to do because if i don't entertain nobody's going to watch it <laughs> so i can't educate <laughs> so <laughs> I think you do both of those things, Peter. Uh, I think you do them both very well. I'm going to call it, I could talk to you forever, but I'm going to call <laughs> it a day and I'm going to ask you one more question, if that's okay. Yes, yeah. What? This is the very final question and I'm throwing something on you here. You, I can give you seconds to think about it. What's one thing we can all do to make the construction industry a little bit better? talk about it in a positive way with as many people as you possibly can on that note peter thank you very much for coming on love the answer thank you so much i will catch up with you later